What is up, everyone? It is December 7th, 2022. It's a Wednesday night, and... You know what that means. That's my dynamite. <laughs> there you go. I was thinking fireworks, you know? But light the fuse, bring the boom. It's... Time to talk about the Dynamite episode tonight. I am your excellent friend, The Brand, along with my very good friend, Big Vito T. What is up, my man? Huh. Dynamite. Dynamite, yeah. Hey, I'm having a good night. How's your night? You having a good night? Excellent. Let's do a remembrance. It's Pearl Harbor Day. December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. It is my good. Just want to throw that out there. It is also uh, my good friend James Reedy's Reedy's birthday today. Shout out to him. Oh, shout out James Reedy. Good kid. PWPlanet.com. You know what time it is. Uh, On this solemn Pearl Harbor Day, which, man, you got, like, what, 70-something years ago, right? Jeez. Um, Yeah. But yeah, we hey, were... we took care of that. <laughs> we took care of it, hey, man. We took care of that. Uh, hey, you know what? Let's cheer this up by let me. Did you see that Santa and Jesus were in the front row all night? <laughs> yes, and the, <laughs> the Jesus guy had some sort of uh, some sort of cool sign. I forgot what it was though. I didn't write it down. Did you? Uh, it was. No, it was kind of. It was kind of early on. They showed him. I only wrote down one sign, and that was, uh, I don't remember where it was in the night. But I wrote down one sign. It's in my notes somewhere. Well, it wasn't the sign that the Jesus guy held, though, huh? I didn't see who was holding it. But I just wanted to bring up, after I brought the, the mode down with Pearl Harbor, I wanted to bring up that Santa and Jesus were front row all night. Hey, so yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they had the backstage decorated all night with a Christmas tree and a little... Yep mantle and oh and i'm here with my santa hat see there you go repping that feeling festive you know if you if you would have told me we were going to start the the christmas thing uh you should (laughs) have told me i would have wore you know my elf hat or something i don't know oh well now you can catch up next week (laughs) but um before uh, before we get into this first uh match I do want to start off by a little um, conversation real quick. It's kind of a spoiler for the end of the show because we obviously won't see it by the end. But what do you think about there being no the trios title match tonight? You know, they skip a week. They said later in the show, like uh, like I said, tiny spoiler thing. Later in the show, they say it's going to be back next week. But you all right with them skipping the night? Or or you just rather they get it over quick? I guess that's what they're doing. And I noticed uh, that, well, I don't think any of them are on Rampages, are, are they? I don't think so. Okay. Rampage is still taped, right? Uh, I don't think. I think for the most part, but like the one that's coming to Portland should be a live one because it's on a Friday. Uh, okay. It's going to be a live rampage and then a battle for the belts taping. Okay. 
right. So, but they're, they're not doing a match there. I know that for sure. Yeah. So, but uh, right. anyway, what well, was the question again? No trios title match. Oh, are yeah, you the right tree, yeah, oh, yeah. Just being all right with it in general. Yeah. I, I mean, they skipped the week. You cool with that? I mean, it gives us a little break, you know? All right. I'm cool with it's that. It's the old, you know, how can we miss you if you never go away uh, type thing. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I was more looking from the, we should just get these damn seven, seven matches that we're with. For but, sure. But taking a week off, I get that. Every show in a row, dynamite rampage, dynamite (laughs) rampage. No, they don't wrestle on rampage. They don't do the matches on rampage. Too good for that. Uh, It's only an hour. Rampage is only an hour. Too good for that stuff. The elite is can't do a a big trios match on on an hour long show. They take an hour. There you go. I'd be fine with that. Just the. Just the trios match. I think with anyway. an, an hour show, sometimes you can do that. Just like one long, I mean, that would be like a 40-minute match. But, I mean, with entrances and stuff, you know, it would be like, I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. All right. Uh, All right. Trios out of the way. Trios are out of the way. Jesus and Santa's out of the way. All the side stuff's out of the way. Now we can get into the show. All right. So we get Let's the, do this. the dynamite diamond ring battle royal. But first they mentioned something that I, that I caught on to. Okay. Brian is still at the bedside of William Regal. Yes. They made sure we knew that. That he wasn't going to be there tonight because he was still with Regal. Still at his bedside. Being a friend, being a good friend to William Regal. I just uh, want to throw that out there. Yet again, it, it, they say that, but we all read all this stuff about Regal leaving and pretty much even confirmed by Tony Khan, I think, in, a, in an interview that just happened. I read that he was going to be so, here through the holidays. Okay, well. So probably leaving uh, 1st of January. Oh, my guess is. Well, we'll get to the weirdness of all that later. That was very weird, that whole segment. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we get the... Now, I'm glad this was an actual battle royal with a bunch of guys because the graphic that they showed last week was just... like six guys. It was like six guys. I'm like... Yeah. Could they just not fit enough people into the graphic? Is this 1986? Like, <laughs> I get a 20-man battle royal. You couldn't show me that? On the, I know that they could put, like, a bunch of guys on the screen. Why? Um, I don't I don't know. It's really ridiculous. I, I was, uh, when I first started seeing the guys start coming down, who was it? It was Starks, Jungle Boy, Dustin Rhodes. I was like, Sweet, those are the first guys they're bringing down here. And then and then they showed Dustin everybody Rhodes... in the ring. Yeah, I was when like, Dustin Rhodes got that, I was like, Orange Cassidy? Wait, <laughs> what? Where's all... <laughs> Wait, the North Atlantic yeah. champion didn't get an entrance? What? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is going on here? Just for the live crowd. Not Do you on have TV. a list of the guys who were there? 
I'm trying to pull it up. Do you have a list of the guys? Oh, boy. Okay. Participants were Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, Dustin Rhodes, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian, Matt Hardy, The Butcher, Sean Dean, Dalton Castle, and Brian Cage. All right. Which, that's not even 20 guys. That's maybe like 12 guys. I don't know. I can't. One, two, three, four. It's like 12 people. The 12-man battle royal. All right. That's good. It's, I mean, it seemed, it seemed like there was more dudes. Yeah. There was a lot going on. Now, I got a question for you. Okay. Dalton Castle. Did yes. he bite Matt Hardy's stomach, or was he doing the raspberries thing that we do to babies? You know, I'm not too sure about that, but the spot right before he got eliminated was really cool where the boys kept catching him. I, know, I love the boys. They're so funny. That was that was really really good stuff. Yeah. But then we had I like the, that. the Brian Cage Bosch, which I sent to you. I had to like take a little video of it. Yeah, but then that that's why I told you that whole last thing with him and uh, Jungle Boy. Ooh, that looked brutal, man. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good spot after you after a botch. It was good that he went through that whole thing that apron spot yeah um what's funny is there all those guys were in there then orange and kip were just kicking the shit out of each other and then eventually got into the match well and then we see them kind of you know they started kind of like a side like a side quest in the middle yeah. of that battle royal with each other which plays yeah. out a little bit later you notice that the Butcher was in the match, but not the Blade? Yeah, what's up with that? that? Where's the Where's the Blade uh, at? The Blade was out there. Where the Blade at? The Blade was out there. He uh, he uh, eliminated Orange Cassidy. He just wasn't in the match. Oh, okay. Well, you just said yeah. he wasn't there. No, he wasn't in the match. He was out there. You tried to trick me, Vito? Yes. I'm paying attention here. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is the Butcher was in the match, but the Blade was at ringside, not in the match. Oh, I see. Yeah, I found that to be weird. I automatically go to injury. Like, oh, no, what's what's wrong with the Blade? Yeah. Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, tell me what's wrong with the Blade. <laughs> well, okay, so we get... The Cassidy Sabian thing. We also have another uh, side deal here with the whole Ethan Page, uh, Matt Hardy story. That better pay off. That was also intertwined. Um, after all this weirdness of doing all that, that better pay off in the end. Those two better have a good match by the end of this. Because Ethan Matt. Page and Matt Hardy, I'm not, I'm not into this. I love. Ethan Page a lot, and if this doesn't pay off, I'm going to be very disappointed. I hate seeing Matt as just a guy. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of what he is back, right it'll now. Jeff comes back, it'll be better. Good old Jeff. You know what I liked? The captain. I liked that the captain got some play on Dynamite. Sean Dean. He was not only on TV, but he made it in the Final Four. Hey, they need to kind of get him around because he's got, you know, he's got those victories over MJF. That's a, you know, 
that's a main yeah. event for a future dynamite right there. Uh, you know, him, you know, maybe in an eliminator match or something like that, you know. <laughs> Shut <down> up. <laughs> Come on, Tony. We want those eliminator matches. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't, actually. Uh, Please. Please um, don't. I got a question for you, though. Do you think uh, with the way that uh, the ended for old Jackie Boy, do you think we're, uh, we got Morrissey and Jungle Boy um, thing coming up, or do we have a Moriarty, uh, Lee Moriarty, it's Moriarty, there it is, Lee Moriarty and Jungle Boy thing coming up. Ooh, that's right, because they did the Morrissey uh, power bombed. Looked like he killed Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But you know, it just... almost looked like he did it because Jungle Boy... Did he eliminate Moriarty? Yes, yes. Okay, that's so exactly it right. almost looked like he was avenging Moriarty and not that he was like, I hate you, Jungle Boy. That's right. what I'm wondering. But it could still turn into a feud very easily. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering which one it's going to escalate with, whether it's going to be Moriarty or it's going to be um, not Cass. Uh, well, I think <laughs> Morrissey. The, I think the idea would be both guys. And that would be. And when he gets another tag team partner? Another tag team partner, or he just kind of keeps fighting, uh, you know, them in like single. You know, he could temporarily team with somebody. But I think a singles match against Moriarty, and then, you know, you could do the Morrissey thing, too. But I really don't want to see him against a, a big guy again. You yeah, know I mean? that's I almost, what I was trying to get at. I was yeah. trying to see which guy you'd rather see him against. I mean, I'd rather see the Moriarty match at this point. But, you know, whatever. I mean, they'll both be okay, hopefully. What's sad is I'd like to see Moriarty and... Uh, I always want to say Cass, uh, Morrissey versus Jurassic Express. <laughs> I think that would be a good match. And that's a shame that they're no longer. Well, we haven't seen uh, Christian or Luchasaurus since the, since the pay-per-view. That's so, true. So who knows what their plans are uh, with them. So it made... Uh, we knew it was going to come down to Ego and Starks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and do you like uh, do you like his spear? Do you like Starks' spear? It's cool. It I, th looks I like it. I, th I think it's one of my, uh, my top ones. It looks impactful. Not... Yeah. It looks um... like he puts a snap onto it. It's a different approach, you know. It's like yeah. it's like a speed spear and not like a power yeah. spear. Is basically the the, the way like I put it. Snap spear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Starks goes over. We kind of saw this coming. No, ego goes over. Stark wins. Right. <laughs> See, yeah. There's a difference, right? <laughs> yeah. Then the fun starts. Holy crap. Uh, Starks doesn't even get his music. Uh, MJF's music hits immediately. You see Stokely flip him off. And he comes out. No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. It was on the very corner when MJF was getting ready to go up the stairs. Like Stokely was in the very far corner and just like threw up the bird. It was, 
it was on the edge. It was so funny. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, you know, we get a, de- a decent little uh, MJF promo. Uh, Starks' retort was interesting, to say the least, but I thought he did a really good job. I, I was very worried that this was going to fizzle out. But uh, I think he actually did a pretty good job. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. My only problem is, do you think that Starks, his persona is a ripoff of Dwayne? You know, was that what what MJF was alluding to? Is that like a thing? Yeah, he didn't allude to it. He straight up said he called him the pebble and said he ripped off Dwayne Johnson. Well, said he was a, right, a right, right, right. Dollar General well, Dwayne Johnson. Right, but was that like a thing before tonight, though? Is that like a thing that people say about him? I don't know. That's what I was yeah. trying to figure out. I don't think he... I mean, I don't see it. Do you see it? Oh, no, I definitely, you know, you, you think of kind of like a, a mini rock. Was, was Really? Kind of what, I don't really... was one of my first impressions of Ricky Starks when I saw him. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't get that from him. I mean, fancier, faster, you know, but that's kind of like, uh, he reminds me of Young Rock uh, in a, a, a smaller rock, but he actually reminds me more of a guy, um, don't know if you remember, is from the early TNA days, Sonny Siaki. Hmm. That's who no. uh, that's who Ricky Starks really reminds me of. Sonny Siaki um was really, really good in the early TNA days. Like, you know, everyone thought that he had a huge ceiling, but he ended up uh quitting wrestling after a few years or, or whatever. Oh. Things kind of fizzled out. Not sure why. Yeah, I guess I just don't see the whole rock thing for him. That's weird. Well, that was one of the big, uh, you know, MJF's big uh, disses for him. Now, Starks's when his comebacks, it wasn't like your standard wrestling promo type thing. You know, it was no. almost like it was almost like you would re- what you would really say to someone, like if you were like talking trash, like out in the street, you know, or like yeah. whatever. You know, yeah, he was just being—he was just being mean. It was pretty cool. He was just trying to—he was pretty much being MJF. <laughs> he was reverse, just throwing it back at him. The reverse yeah. version. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, I'm a fan yeah, like of Ricky Starks. I thought it was gonna fizzle out. You know, a lot of the times when they just let these guys roll with these promos, they end up going nowhere. But they actually. It ended uh, well, you know, Starks just did his thing, and then, you know, MJF kicks him in the nuts, and, you know, that's pretty much, now you know. And then he attacked him, right? Two-shot Stark. <laughs> that's what I was calling him, two-shot Stark. He's got a shot at the world title already, right? This match is Doesn't... coming up next week, world title. Yeah. Also, the ring, also, I guess. Don, the, yep, the also, the ring. So, he could leave double champion. 
See, there you go. There you go. Uh, I can't that... believe this match is already next week. It's crazy. That winter is coming show is next week. It just blows my that mind. That battle royal went thirteen oh five, by the way. Really? Yeah. That's quite a long time for a battle royal to go uh, with only twelve guys. I think. Yeah. So kudos to the booking squad. Good job. <laughs> um. Moxley pre-tape here. Uh, hold on. There was something. Um, there was a small thing where Samoa Joe called Darby the little dead boy. Oh, their their vignette happened. That's here? all I wrote down was Darby little dead boy because I don't even think I was looking at the TV because it was right before commercial or right after commercial or something. <coughs> Excuse me. And all I all I heard was Darby, you little dead boy, or Darby the little dead boy. And I was like, interesting. Okay, that, I'll write that down. That vignette was really good. I wish they would do those for basically all the matches instead of some of the pre tapes and stuff that they do. I think yeah. those are always put together real well. And the and that one was really good. Before we completely move on from the Starks thing, uh, Vito, I want to ask you something. What's that? So this show was... You remember where the show was at? What town? Uh, no. I can look it up. I should have it here. But where I mean, I can... Wherever they were, they were... Um, you know, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't Starks' hometown. Oh, yeah. No, they were in uh, Texas. Like El Paso or something like that. Oh, they... Okay, so they were, they were in Texas. Yeah. That ex- it was his adopted hometown. Okay. So he had the support there, clearly. and So they made it to where he wins this match. He has that natural pop. And also gets the support during his promo because he's there in his, like, stomping grounds, right? Yeah. Now, my question yeah. for you is... That's great and everything. It comes across great on TV. You make sure that, you know, you, that the person that you're trying to put over has the great ovation or whatever, right? We saw it with Rosa yeah. winning the title, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that's kind of like a mistake, though, like in a way? Because it's like you, you do that and it comes across huge in that town. But maybe it's not so huge in other towns, kind of a thing. And they're at the H E B Center, Cedar Park, Texas. Um, I do kind of agree with that because uh, um, I kind of felt that way a lot when they brought CM Punk back in Chicago. See, yeah. Um. Uh, that was something that. that Something big like that, you should definitely try on a neutral territory. I get what you're saying there. I guess I guess it really doesn't matter, but I just thought that that was interesting. You know, like, is it actually a hindrance to them to do that? You know, just depending on where they're at, because you can't really book for that all the time, but you can. You're going to have people on your roster that are from places, but not necessarily like over at all yeah so i don't know well I you, thought... you don't know you don't know if it's organic or not 
if you're not got them in a neutral place. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, just from a feedback standpoint, like, you know. Yeah. Like, like yes, this went over, like, like Tony after tonight, right? He's asking himself, okay, like, did this, did this go over really well because people are really ready for Ricky Starks? Or did this go over really well just because we were in, you know, his hometown or what have you? Yeah. So. I don't know. He's been pretty over. No, he I definitely think, has. I, I just don't think, you're right. I don't know if it would have been as big uh, anywhere else. But. You know, it is what it is. The only time will tell. Right. I mean, and really all you care about is how it comes across on TV and you just try to yeah. you try to gain momentum off of that, I guess. Better than it being a bad... You know, this crowd was really good as a whole uh, tonight. Yeah. You can tell it was Especially more of an in the AEW main event. crowd. Yes. But uh, we get this Moxley promo um, hey. all night. All night. We're- Mox... Mox likes to fight cowboys, and he likes fighting cowboys too. He likes fighting them because they're fighting cowboys, and he likes to fight some cowboys. <laughs> he, oh uh, shit! And he mentions he's going to be at the final battle show. We got a bunch of you know all and, the last minute final battle hype on this show. And Mox also said something that made my heart flutter. What's he that? said after this weekend. Maybe there's no more BCC and JAS. We're oh. going to put JAS in the rear view. Doesn't it just make you want to dance? It does. Doesn't it make you just Especially want to smile? Especially if, if next Wednesday there's no BCC and JAS action. If we're back here next Wednesday night after final battle and I'm saying, hey, Brand, you know what I noticed tonight? The BCC and JAS action. Then I'll do a little, I'll get up and do a little jig. I'll make one of the action figures do it. Maybe I'll get Nick Jackson to make, do a little jig with Kenny. I won't know what to do with my life anymore. This feud ends. No, I'm just kidding. What you'll do is you'll hear me complain less about (laughs) jazz, jazz being up all. BCC since March. We've been doing be, this since March. It'll be so nice. So, so nice to get past this for sure. Let's see. It'll be, uh, let's see, three. It'll be nine months if it ends ne- this Saturday. Nine months. Nine months. Wow. Get That's the Vince McMahon feuding right there, baby. That's a whole pregnancy. <laughs> you know oh man Whew. anyway someone there's some lucky woman out there that's going to tell her child that she watched the jazz <laughs> versus the BCC during the whole <laughs> pregnancy oh my gosh oh no that was the story during the pregnancy little Quincy or whatever the Quincy name is. I don't know uh, but uh, yeah, the, then we get the TNT title match. Uh, Samoa Joe, Darby Allen, King of Television, 
Samoa Joe. Ooh, man. And this was awesome. This was, uh, this was some of the best, uh, Joe heel work I think I've ever seen. Really? I mean, um, uh, you know, it's crazy to me. His most heelish, most, uh, vicious looking move that he's done in those past two matches is just moving out of the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. What was his last match? Uh, Something happened, and he moved out of the way, and the guy landed all, all messed up, and he's like, huh. And then he put on the clutch or something like that. And tonight, when he moved out of the way and Darby did that, his, like, crazy cannonball tope, tope cannonballa, that's what ooh, I'm calling it. Ooh, that looks and so, Joe, that looks so And brutal. Joe just did, whoop, just moved right out of the way yeah. with the smirk on his face. He could have separated his shoulder. He could have done anything. If that was me, my shoulder would have been gone. I wouldn't even have a shoulder. Then he did a power bomb spot too, right? Like right after that on the on the concrete. On the concrete. Yeah. That's the hardest part. <laughs> that legitimately is the hardest part. Yes. Legit. He's tearing up the ring mats on the side. Um, another thing he did was that uh, he used Darby Allen to break the count. He, like, right. grabbed him by, threw, and him, threw in. him in the ring, yeah. and pulled him back out. Oh, that Love was pretty it. funny. The finish was great, too. Um, Loved yeah, the finish. Uh, another, one more thing that happened in the match, Joe threw him, um, was it in the ring? He threw him, I think, from in the ring, and he bounced off the corner post and did, like, Olympic-worthy um, twirl off of the post and over to, like, the timekeeper's area. Did you catch that? It was Definitely has twirl-rific. a picture and um, some gymnastics or something. Yes. The, oh yes, the human javelin. Yeah, it's exactly what he is, <laughs> and nobody sells like Darby Allen. If the, He's if, such a good seller. I've said it once. I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. If Darby Allen is selling, I'm buying. That's right. One hundred percent on that. two of them. I'm buying two of them. Yes. Uh, one I'll open. So yeah. One I'll, I'll never open. The finish was a coffin drop into a long sleep. <laughs> and then for his troubles he got muscle bustered onto his skateboard trucks so yeah that was cool that's yeah. uh that's the way to do it you know? i don't know how that can't hurt those trucks went straight up into the small of his back Ooh. i mean i watched those trucks Ooh. go right up in there you gotta uh, live with some semblance of pain oh yeah you know but uh, yeah, then we get another video of. Uh, oh, don't forget the over, the over the hill Wardlow oh, came out. Oh yeah, 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 Wardlow hits the ring. Yeah. It's over. Wardlow's over it, and not the good over. No, he's over. He burnt out. Sorry, Wardlow. You that think, match was ten twenty four, by the way. You think so? You think the momentum's yeah. done? Think yeah, I think Wardlow's over. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think we fizzled off Wardlow. That's a tough scene. Yeah. Well, we hard, War, Wardlow, we hardly knew thee. <laughs> I think that's so, why, yeah, my boy. I think that's why we're trying to get the copious amounts of heat on Joe as uh, to try to give him something, but. We'll see. Uh, yes. No, actually, before the video package, there's a pre-tape, uh, you know, whatever, you know, backstage thing with Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian. Um, you know, it turns into a thing, you know, Cassidy's just kind of like, uh, you know, you know what you got to do if you want it, you know, just, just ask or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm injured. So, um... So who's his friend? Told him to pick somebody. Is he know. going to an old friend? Who who are Kip Sabian's friends? I have no idea. You tell me. His old friend was Miro. He's the one who brought Ooh. Miro in. But then they had a falling out. Okay. But Miro was uh, his very first thing in AW was Kip's best man. Oh, all right. So. Yep. Could be Miro. That's interesting. Could be. All right. Could be. I don't have any kind of, you know what I mean? I don't have any frame of reference here. I'm like a child that wanders into the middle of a movie. <laughs> oh, it was this next match that I saw the sign that, that I thought was funny. Uh, so uh, we get a video for Jericho, Claudio. Ooh, that was a good video. I didn't write that down Another here, but that was video. a good video. Then we get a uh, tag team match, Claudio and Yuta. Uh, with against, Mox. Against, yeah, against Garcia and Hager with Sammy Guevara. With a very much hated man. And sadly, he put his uh, vlog on hiatus as of two weeks ago. Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he said he's got to work on uh, work on himself for a little bit. Oh boy, I get it. That's never a good thing. No, I get it. it People hate him, and he's <laughs> it sucks. But it doesn't make me look it, forward to watching him wrestle or anything. Yeah, well, he's a good wrestler. Right. But and just... uh, on his last vlog, he was like, you know, he was saying how how cool it was to do that last match. And he was talking about how different people were telling him how, how he wasn't worthy to be in that match. And he goes, you know what? I just showed you how worthy I was to be in that match with uh, Claudio and Jericho and Danielson. And he's basically showing, like, look at this fatty bruise I have on my side. I'm worthy to be in that match. Look at the things I did to these guys. I was worthy, you know, basically. And he goes, but me and Ty, we're just going to, you know, do our wrestling. We're going to just do our schedule. We don't really have time or patience to film all these, all these vlog segments and whatnot. So... We're just going to enjoy life and not do these vlogs for a little while. And I was like, shit, all right. Well, there you go. All we got now is BTE. Social media just sucks, man. Yeah. 
uh, especially any yeah. kind of like hope you know higher profile stuff uh, it's just you know yeah when you're doing content uh, it's a jungle out there uh, one of yeah. one of uh, pro wrestling planets you know the the best video we have on the channel the hundred gimmicks uh, video I ended up just disabling the comments on it because it just ended up becoming like uh, just a complete cesspool of uh, oh, wow. you know uh, just people just kind of like going back and forth and there was just also just like just really unfair criticisms you know um, as well it was just it was just bad wow that's unfortunate so you know it was just like uh it's just one of those things where i just i got sick of i just got sick of reading them you know that's unfortunate there's just there's too many comments so you know i probably crippled my myself you know by doing that but you know cut off my own nose to spite my face basically is what i what I was, where I was going with that. Uh, so, yeah, we had this tag team match. Um, <laughs> BCC goes over. Uh, this was your basic deal. You know, uh, the Jazz uh, basically controlled the thing. They did the hot comeback, you know, after the commercial break. Kind of, kind of Claudio typical... teased the purple hat. That was a good spot. You see that he tabs, yes. he teased the purple hat, and then he did like the biggest, hugest purple. Uh, I mean, football punt, and then it went like fifty percent towards the front row. <laughs> it didn't even go in the audience. I thought that was so funny. He kicked it so hard, kicked that hat so hard, and it just like flew up, and then just dropped right at ringside. Caliber even mentioned on commentary that they used to be in a tag team together, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, there was a horrible bot super Huracurana that looked really bad that Claudio did on Hager. Um, the finish was very disappointing for me. Uh, it was, what was it? They had them in sharpshooters, I think it was. And they came in and Cesaro, Claudio won with an uppercut to Hager. Right. And this is when I saw the sign. There was a, it said Julia's hat and Hager's hat. And there's a sign that pointed towards Julia's hat. Basically, Julia's hat is greater than Hager's hat. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's awesome. Uh yeah, that match went twelve thirty six. By the way, I didn't write much there except for botched super Huracurana and uh, uppercut to win. I didn't like it. It was okay. The match was good. It was a the match. ending was not good. There was, you know, it wasn't perfect, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, but it was just more of this jazz BCC stuff. And like, like we have covered ad, ad nauseum. We're all just kind of ready for this to, to be done with. Speaking of Julia Hart, that was the next yes. thing we got. 
uh, House of Black video. Always good. This was basically an open challenge, so I wonder who are we going to get, like a, a six-man? What, uh, it said anyone can challenge them, so who challenges them, Vito? Probably, like, the factory or something. <laughs> the factory. <laughs> Please. <coughs> Excuse me. You know. Um, no, I mean, it's their first match back. They haven't had a match yet. I'm sure it's going to be like the factory or something like that. No one's going to be huge. No one's going to step up and beat the, <laughs> the uh, House of Black. It was a cool promo, though. You know, Mr. Matthews is black. You know, it was cool. He brought them all up, had them say their, their thing. I liked it. They're obviously the next in line. So they just kind of have to hold them over, right? I mean, yeah. If you're looking at the the trios division, yeah, and they beat up the factory one time, you know. So, so we need to now, build someone else though, other than the House of Black, to to really make this a division. That's pretty much the only four trios I can name are you know the two that are in the feud. House of Black, best friends. Who else do you got? We got the the Toothbusters. Is that the name? Dude Busters. What are they right. called? Well, no one cares about them. Well, they're a trio, right? And then we got uh, uh, I was gonna use their name later on, but we're talking about them right now. TNA two thousand six. They're a trio. Technically, yes. Okay. So. Uh, you know, Stokely's has a group. Uh, the Rouge family office. I mean, there's trios around. Gotta dig deep. There's some thrown together stuff, but I we need yeah. another another like serious team. Someone that can okay. actually pose a threat. All right. We'll have to we'll have to look into that and the, chat the, about that. The Rouge thing sounds good. Yeah, I like that. Um, there's uh, before we go on to the next segment of Dynamite, we have to talk about a commercial. Oh, okay. Did you see the commercial that was after this House of Black segment? I did not. It's a re- it's a reality TV show made by Dana White. Okay, I'm intrigued. Tell me you did you missed this. They had I it a saw, couple different times. I saw Dana White. Uh, you know, and I you guess, missed the oh my goodness. Brand. I guess I wasn't paying attention. He says this is oh, this is almost word for word because I watched the commercial a couple times. Dana White says, I'm bringing you the newest thing in combat sports. It's called the Power Slap Championship. Okay. It's coming to TBS. And the the videos they were showing was just chalking up your hand and just slapping the shit out of each other. It was amazing looking. Okay. And then at the end of the commercial, they say something along the lines of they all live together and compete together. And I'm like, hold on a second. This is a reality TV show. 
so now I'm picturing like the real world where they're all like sitting in the living room together, just like slapping each other. <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent into this show. I will be recording it, and uh, if it's after Dynamite, I know we we do this after you watch Dynamite. I watch Dynamite hours before you do. I might be doing a little spoiler review into Dynamite while while I do that. I am so, baffled. Look forward to that in the future. That there might be some talk of okay. What's it called? Power Slap Championships. That's our future. Apparently, is reviewing yep. these Power Slap <laughs> events. Uh, no, I'm just going to give it like a rating. I'm going to watch the first show and give it a rating on here. Oh, man. Fair enough. So, yeah, uh, my question I, to you... That one, uh, my question see. to you is... Uh, um, would you like to join me as my tag team partner in the Power Slap Championship? There's tag teams? No, there isn't. No. I'm <laughs> If there isn't, if there isn't, damn it, there should um, be. There freaking dude, should be. I couldn't believe that. I that is not my thing. I am not gonna just get slapped the shit out of all the time. That is so weird to me. Anyway, yeah, just had to bring that out there. <laughs> all right. Well, um, oh shit, we skipped the thing before the House of Black open challenge. How, oh, yeah, 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 let's not uh, gloss over this awkward, no, very awkward. Um, so, so Moxley's there with him, right? And then, yeah, someone says, uh, I mean, Shivani's in the ring, yeah. And he's like, uh, check out this thing I filmed uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's him with so Regal. You, so you know those things in movies where it's like uh, everyone gather and we need the family of uh, Ebenezer Johnson to come here in this room. Gather around, kids. Your great-grandfather, your uncle, your dad. He said, if you ever died, you all have to sit down here and watch this video. Right. right. And they, they yes. turn it on and he's like, I'm dead, and you're all sitting here watching this TV. That's how I felt in this. Right. I'm like, is Regal dead? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, it was so uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. So, so let's just sum this up now. Mox is the leader. Yuta's still a little bitch that they got to take care of. Like, feed him by hand. I'm, I'm, I don't know what that's about. Uh, and uh, Mox put an open challenge out, which, spoilers, it's your guy. Takeshita. We find that out later. I just want to put shit this out. in the... Take shit mm -hmm. I just want to put that in perspective. This is where we're out of this video. So, Regal is BCC for, for life until death. That's where I gathered. For life till death. And Mox's face and took shit there. And now we're good with the BCC. Still together, still called the BCC, because Mox doesn't care what we're called. And he still wants to fight Cowboys. Okay, we're clear. You got anything, Ned? 
<laughs> just I thought it was strange. Oh my goodness, it was so it was strange. Weird. Like, it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, okay, well, until MJF turned on you, this all wasn't your plan. You know what I mean? Like, I, or, or was it? You know, he didn't really get a chance to really say, I guess, before everything all happened. I don't know, man. Just weird. Well, he filmed it. weird. He filmed it right after he turned on him. And then he filmed it in case something happened to him. So it's like, uh, he basically knew MJF was going to turn on him because he's just like him. So he's like, this is why I turned on you, just in case MJF killed me. <laughs> so is How that the last it. time we're going to see William Regal? What do you think? Could be, but you just said, you know, through the holidays, right? He could be. Yeah, well, that's what the, that's what one of the websites said. Then maybe, maybe that was Tony. I don't know what that was. So we'll never know. Seemed to me like it was pretty imminent, but <coughs> either way, uh, then we do a Jamie Hader sit down with Shivani. Which this was, was neat. It was weird. You know, it was fine. Uh, I'm glad that they actually had her do something that wasn't interrupted by, you know, Baker. Yeah, I um, agree with that. You know, it was what it was. And that bled right into this uh, six-women tag match with uh, Jade Cargill and the baddies. Against uh, Sky Blue, Madison Rain, Kira Hogan, who was just recently ousted from the group, so that's kind yeah. of the, the setting for this. And you know, yeah, they caused her to uh, completely redo her hair. Kira Hogan had the completely redoed hair. Redoed? She it was redoed. It's not easy. <laughs> oh man. No, her hair is usually, it was black with like a, what, like a blue little streak in it or whatever it was. And that was completely red and curly and everything. Depending so, on what color you're going for, it's not. Yeah. Good for uh, you, Kara Hogan, for reinventing yourself after not being a baddie. Now you're a goodie. So good for you, Kara Hogan. A lot of this was uh, during commercial time. Yeah, I hate that. It seemed like. But uh, the the parts that they did focus on uh, looked really good. Do you miss uh, Velvet Sky and the beautiful people? Every time I see Madison Rain, I always think Velvet Sky. For sure. Why not? I was a fan. I was a fan of the beautiful people. You know, by that time, I was kind of checked out on TNA for the most part, but... Oh, that's about when I was watching it. See, there you go. I was yeah. an early TNA-er. I was like a, a Fox Sports... When it was on Fox Sports back in the day. The And even before that, uh, before they even had a TV deal, the, the weekly pay-per-views. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, those were fun. Those were really fun. Hell yeah, because then it was like, okay, well, I can order two of these a month. 
for like 20 bucks or whatever. You know what I mean? I could have a I could have a wrestling or whatever. I could have a wrestling show basically every week. Instead of just the one WWE pay-per-view, you know. I don't know. That's a yeah. whole other thing. Uh um, Red Velvet pulled the Nikki Cross uh apron trick on Velvet Sky or on uh, Sky Blue. Red Velvet, Velvet Sky. Yeah. Yep. Red Velvet Sky Blue. Uh yeah, she pulled the, the apron uh, skirting out, and Sky Blue fell in it. And yes, I love that was spot. Yeah. That was a great... Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, Nikki Cross does that in every match. I like that. Always been oh, a fan. She, she stole that from Nikki Cross, for real? I, I yeah. didn't put that together. Okay. I wouldn't say steal. I I just say Nikki Cross does right, that cause, spot. Because who, really, who really steals? Yeah. Um, but um, Jade, Mike, Mike Modest. Before you get into that, Vito, Mike Modest, uh, who was one of my second or third interviews I ever did, uh, old old on the first podcast I ever did back in like twenty two thousand eight. I want to say two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere in there. I asked him about his finisher and where he came up with it and it seemed like so ridiculous you know his answer was just kind of like well you know i i stole it off of uh you know i saw it on like a japanese tape or something and he's like you know he's like for the most part you know no one you know really has came up with the moves that they're using you know someone has done (laughs) it before at some time or another, you know, he's like to think that you have ownership of any wrestling move. Just he's like, just the concept of that is just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's just he's just like it makes no sense at all. Someone did it before, and uh, you know, it'll continue to get moved on and, and pushed and so forth. And so yeah. that always just it blew my mind. You know, fourteen years well, ago, hearing that. Nowadays, it's like if someone recently used it famously, it's common courtesy to like send them a DM on Twitter and be like, hey, do you mind if I start using this? Like the Usos uh, asked Devon because he's a producer there. And then they also sent a message to uh, Bully Ray to use the 1D. So they got clearance to use that move. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple things that I've heard recently of people to yeah. So I don't know. That just food for thought in what you were just saying. There's been and I've heard a couple instances of that. There is uh you know, there is a weird you know, not necessarily weird, but there is a hierarchy also to a degree. Um Bubba Ray just kind of seems like a guy that would get bothered by that sort of oh, thing. He stands on ceremony a lot. He's yeah. very big on the respect in wrestling. Right. Which, you know, fair enough. I mean, he, he definitely, um, you know, came up through that time and that's how he was taught. And You know, he got to respect it either way. But, uh, you know, Jade and company, they get the big win here. Yeah, eight oh four. About I, I cut you off though. What were you in the middle of? 
Um, Jade, she's untouchable. But she is. the camera was doing some uh, camera work after the match. Uh, did you notice what it was doing? I did not. It was showing red. She had some looks on her face. Oh, okay, yeah. Her Did you see that? And, uh, and yeah, and the, and the other baddie, right? They were kind of exchanging I some glances. I didn't see much about the other baddie. I just saw that the camera went to Red Velvet a lot, maybe like three or four times. And all every time she had a look on her face, I was like, it almost looked to me like, oh, that title's mine, yeah. Unbeatable hooch. <laughs> right. And, I don't know if she would call her hooch or not, but and Jade was keeping her eye on her. Yeah. As well. She like yeah, kinda so, had her uh, head on a swivel, like you gonna, you, so, gonna, you gonna turn on me, bitch? So we have this conversation every time, like who who can touch Jade? Nobody. I wouldn't you just you just can't mess with it right now. You don't have anybody that's over and I mean you could make the argument of like I could see that, right? Like I can definitely see the argument of having making someone like that. Do the do the Santino Morella type deal where you you know, you come out of the crowd your first match and you win win a belt, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like that. The only thing I've been saying is, you know, wait till Statlander's back and have her take it. Okay, that could work. That's the only thing I've been saying, but she's just going to keep squashing people until Statlander gets back. Someone that you want to put the rocket under, whoever is ready for that, whoever you want uh, to have do that. I don't know who that would be right now. but Hi, Mello. Oh. Oh, jeez. Uh, Ruby Riot. But probably Soho. not. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Ruby Soho. But probably not. You know, I don't know, man. You just, you really, I don't know. I know who is believable, you know what I mean? Unless it's one of the already main eventers, I don't really buy anybody doing it. Nope. Nope. The only one I really buy is Statlander, and she's off hurt again. So I think when she gets back is when she'll take it. So that's it. Well, yeah, this next segment had me going, Brandon. Brand. Brand Shiv to Brand. Shivani with, uh, with Soraya. Britt Baker. Why'd Britt Baker buy Soraya a plane ticket? Is this some kind of, is this some kind of inside joke? I don't know. I think it's some kind of internet I, thing that we don't know. Really? I don't know. Right. She That's bought a plane ticket. Guess. I don't know why she would need to buy her a plane ticket. She can afford her own plane ticket. Right. Tony Khan buys the plane tickets. Why? Do, why is Britt Baker giving her the the plane ticket and telling her to? Get I don't know, it? man. And she says, oh, let's go be in the ring together. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Can't no, do that. No, not a rematch. It's going to be a tag team match. So, I'm who... I'm going to bring Hater. 
Who do you think is going to be her tag team partner? And it can't be Renee. Ruby. She's busy. I'll finish up that crap with Tay Mello and get it out of the way. This is all the way. This is happening in like January, right? This match. No, it's next Wednesday. Oh, it's next week? Yeah. I thought she said something about like the January first edition of Dynamite. I was like, why are they why are they doing this angle for a Am match I wrong? three weeks really? from now? I thought she just uh, said next week. Her and Jamie Hayer. Yes, okay. Baker gave Soraya tickets to the Kia Forum for the January twelfth edition oh. of Dynamite. So this match is happening oh. a month from now, dude. Isn't that weird? What? Yes. A month from oh, now. Oh, that changes things. Oh. Hold on a second. So why so long? I guess because Soraya can only have one match every two months is the deal or something like that. He's, he needs two months. So she's to not going to wrestle at all in between there. Wow. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think she would. I mean, I. I mean, I'll keep looking out at dark and see if I see her. That's just my <laughs> that's just my gut feeling. Wow. But it seems okay. to me like that's why they did this. And put I, I guess so I didn't out. catch that. Yeah. Wow. I thought that right. was strange. Okay, but do you then. have any predictions? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think don't her know and Ruby now. would be a cool team. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll go with that. Ruby Soho. Uh, you know. Wow. Two, two former. Uh, you know. That's over a month away. Or maybe you know, or maybe we'll, or uh, you know, Tony yeah. Storm. Maybe you know, maybe just maybe we're. Well, I guess we have it. plenty of time to talk about it. Right. Exactly. And we'll get back to it next week, folks. We'll see Let's talk about it next week. We'll see if there's more, uh, yeah, more hits. But uh, All right. It's time for the main event. Did I, good, did I do a good Mark Henry impression? Good enough? Oh, sorry. I wasn't looking at your smile. Do it again. <laughs> it's time for the main event. The whole, okay. Yeah, there you go. I think there's been enough talk. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I actually wrote down a couple lyrics of the uh, of the rap tonight. Usually, I don't. I thought uh, it was kind of a. I thought it was kind of a weak rap this week. To be honest. Well, I, I realized for me. I was thinking uh, that they weren't going to go very hard on FTR because they're friendly with FTR. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I knew they weren't going to be like, your mama smokes crack. Your daddy is an asshole. You know? Right. <laughs> That's what I would have said. No. Uh, they said two lines I thought were funny. They said FTR stands for find the remote. Yeah. That was I thought all that right. was funny. Yeah. And they also said that they were going to lose like Herschel Walker did. So thought that was funny too. Well, Those are really the two punchlines that they had. 
I would have said something about Dax looking like he's in the village people or something, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe so, that's borderline. Yeah. So I thought uh, find the remote for FTR was pretty funny. That was perfect. Uh, but that's the so thing, yeah. though. It's not find the remote. No. Not boring at all. These guys had no. a kick-ass match. FTR versus um, the Acclaim with TNA 2006 watching in the back. This is uh, worth going back and watching. Yes. Uh, I just... we. No, I can't um, do it justice really talking about it, but, you know, it was a face-versus-face type match. I was wishing that Daddy S would have went back um, in the locker room. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, because it was a face-versus-face match, I thought it would have been uh, more honorable amongst the two if Daddy S would have went back there. But uh, after watching the match... He didn't interrupt at all. There was no like, uh, there was no like um, distraction or anything like that from him. So I was okay with it. He was just there for support. Yeah. And uh, they did. They did good sharpshooters. I wonder if Tony Khan uh, had like a class. It's like okay, everybody. Start doing sharpshooters. Okay, good. Nope. Lift it. Lift it. Sit back. Okay. Good. Good. Nope. Come on. Tie those legs. Okay. Now your partner switch. He brought bread. Because, in. yeah. You can't be yeah. on TV, but you but you can go ahead and do this. Yeah. Uh, um, FTR played some good heel bits. Did they do a little? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. it was kind of. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they uh, played. If they played the heel parts of the match, you know, they uh, they mocked the scissor a couple times. They they pulled the ring apron up and did the um uh slingshot thing or what's it called catapult thing. Did were up underneath the ring. That was kind of heelish. They did get a you know they did. Yeah, got their hands dirty a little. Yep, I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought it was real cool. They kept they said twice actually that FTR has had a great year this year, and they've wrestled in London, Mexico, and Japan this year, and all over America apparently. Well, and there was an FTR chant in the middle of all the scissor chants, so. This, uh, you know, I mean, what else? There's really not nothing else you can ask for with this. Uh, no. With this match, you know, it it served its purpose. Yes. It was awesome. Uh, now the ending. What did you think about that? All the action that was going up to the end, you know, where the. Um... Where they're getting ready to do their finishers, all that stuff, all that quick action they were doing, I thought that was fun. It had me on the edge of my seat. Um, the finish was, uh, it was good, and it was a smart finish. 
it was a smart finish because it made FTR look good and Acclaim look good because they're all champions. So they all need to stay champions. Acclaim goes over and they keep their AEW titles. FTR still, what, triple champions, right? Ring of Honor. Yeah. ROH, uh, Triple ROH, and uh, NJP. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they both look good, and they both did a big old scissor at the end. But then, here's where we got to have a conversation. We get a roll-up finish, which is important. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The roll-up yeah. finish is what makes them both still look good. Right. It doesn't they, put no one down. You put them over without it being cheap, but also with it being not 100% convincing. You know, it's a brilliant... I think it needs to be used more, really, uh, in wrestling because it's not a cheap finish, but it also is like, uh, you can make the argument, you know, that you just got lucky. You know, yeah, and the match went 1648. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. and Simon Miller would say that ended with the world's most dangerous or world's most devastating move in all of sports <laughs> entertainment. So it's a surprise rollout. But, um, so after the match is, is when the ass boys came out on the screen. Right. Who else, uh, you know, I mean, who, who's been beaten more by, by that move, but yes, uh, just, just to wrap that part up, but yes. Xavier Woods made it his finisher for a short time. See, there you go. Anyway. Uh, we get the ass boys. They mocked the idea that, uh, oh, fans thought that we were going to interfere in this match, but we didn't even need to do that. You guys are losers. Yeah. Um, and I just want to point out that I was wrong. I, and I'm happy to be wrong. This is the first time I'm actually happy to be wrong. And I'm going to go out on record and I'm going to say I was wrong. FTR is not facing the ass boys at final battle for their ROH titles. Okay. Nope. Uh, they are not. They pull out and a Christmas card written in blood from the Briscoes. Them boys. That they'll see him at final battle since they're not allowed to appear on Turner television. Yeah. <laughs> because Tony Khan's afraid that he's going to get canceled if they do. But he'll still put him on the Ring of Honor show because that's low profile. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but uh, whatever, you know. Whatever. So let me ask you a question. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, uh, about my question? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Have you ever seen a double dog collar match? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I've never seen one. I got to look this up. Go to, um, I want to say, Swami says. Come on, Swami. Um, WCW Uncensored 1996. It was either Uncensored or Super Brawl. And I believe it was in 96. And I want to say it was the Nasty Boys and Public Enemy. 
That's the one that Seriously? sticks out to me. Yes. Oh, I'm going to find that one and watch it. Those are two of my favorites. And I think they did it in ECW a few times that I remember. I'm definitely going to watch that. I know for sure that they did a double dog collar Texas tornado uh, match that I want to say was, I think it was Nasty Boys and Public Enemy. I'm going to look that up when we get off here. In WCW. Uncensored yeah. 96. Um, yes, the, and, and the, it was great. Uh, that sticks out in my mind, but yes. So yeah, basically what I would understand is it would be just kind of like two guys in a dog collar um, just rummaging around. No, okay, so it was not Uncensored 96. Um, let's see here. Was it Super Brawl? This is where they fought to a no contest. This was a street fight? <laughs> Come on, man. It was in here somewhere. I know it. Spring Stampede, maybe. No? No, they weren't doing that. Slamboree? Uh, I gotta look into this. I'm apparently off. Maybe it was the next year. That's the last thing I'll check before I waste. Uh... Bash at the Beach 96. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. I knew it was 96. Wow. That's a hell of a pay-per-view to do that at. Yeah. The famous uh, Hogan heel turn show. So there you go. There's some extra watching, some extra homework. Yeah, I'm gonna be watching that for sure. Uh, to prepare to to see that match, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna uh, catch this final battle show. I would like to. I'm semi interested in it. Don't oh. think I'm gonna spend fifty bucks on it, but if I can find any other way to watch it, I will. <laughs> and the Public Enemy and the Pitbulls had one in see, ECW. There you go. See, there you go. I'm not getting a, a year or a match. Anyway, I'll be looking into that. That would have had to have been probably 95. Yeah. Because uh, Public Enemy came to WCW in like late 95, I think. And, or it, was, it had to have been 94, 95. Which uh, is an era of tag teams that I really, really... Uh, loved all those ECW tag teams. You know, you're talking about Public Enemy, uh, Gangsters, yeah, uh, the Pitbulls, uh, the Eliminators, especially. Um, FBI, yeah, FBI, yeah, throw them in there as well. <laughs> uh, you know, I just thought they always had cool teams. So, uh, you want to run down this card real quick? There's only seven matches as of right now. Let's do it. Um, All we're right. going to make some predictions. Yeah, let's do this. FTR versus the Briscoes in a double dog collar match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Uh, FTR is keeping it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, mean it's going to be a see... hellacious match, but... I can't see it working any other way. Okay, so we got Dalton Castle and the boys versus the Embassy, which is Brian Cage and Bishop Khan and Toyleona. For the Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Championships. 
Um, After Brian you, Cage botched his rope spot tonight, I'm going to say uh, the Dog yeah. Castle goes over. But Dog Castle on the boys. All right, so we got Swerving Our Goy Glory versus Shane Taylor Promotions, which is Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. J.D. Ken Griffey Jr. Um, and that's the only non-title match we got for that show. Seems kind of random that we get uh, Shane Taylor. I'm gonna, I'm going with Shane Taylor Promotions on this one. Okay. I don't think I don't think Swerving Our Glory wins this match. This will be another thing driving the breakup, possibly. Yep. So then we got Samoa Joe yeah. and Juice for for the World Television Championship. This is very interesting that they're doing this, considering that we haven't seen Juice Robinson at all. All the stuff Samoa Joe's been doing on TV, not one mention of Juice Robinson and this whole thing until tonight. So this makes well, they me mentioned think him that last week, I think. This makes me they? think he has no chance. Oh, no, they mentioned it on Rampage. Yeah. See, nope. So it doesn't count, Sam- damn it. Samoa Joe for the win. Okay. Then we got Mercedes Martinez versus Athena for the ROH Women's World Championship. Um, I mean, I guess you could put it on Athena. I'd be fine with that. She's a little higher profile. Could, yeah. You could center that Ring of Honor uh, women's division around her. I could uh, see that. No disrespect to, you know, Mercedes is cool. But uh, I, I think can Athena's see that. a bigger star. All right. I'll go with you on that. Athena wins that. I like that. Now, we got the pure championship. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. I don't know. I guess the I guess the faces uh you know, I, I'm gonna go with, with Wheeler because I think uh Jericho wins the, the title match. Alright I uh I'm gonna go with uh I think Garcia and Jericho are both winning. Really? Yeah. It's a heel sweep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, because Don Castle and the boys, and then FTR. So, top of the card, heel sweep. Yeah. So, that's the predictions for that. And next week on Dynamite, double main event. You know, we got the title match and we got the trios match. So, kind of regardless of anything, we kind of know it's going to be an awesome show. Unless they cheese us out in the world title match somehow, but I don't think they will. No. We shall they're see. They're not cheesers. What are, we, uh, what are we rating this one, Vito? Oh, ratings. You got a rating you know, on this? I enjoyed this show. I didn't have a lull moment. I didn't even start to fall asleep. I'm gonna give this a. I'm gonna give this a four. Well, you know, battle royal being what it was, uh, that was okay. That was a good promo. Joe and Darby was good. Uh, the tag match. The stuff in the middle was not great, but it was almost like bookends, you know? If you're looking at Joe and, and Darby and then the tag team match, I know I'm a little bit lower on it. I'm going to go 375. 
I like it. I like it. What can you do? What can you do besides scissor it? Scissor me. Thank you very much for joining us. We will see you next time around the sun or next week, whatever, however many yeah. hours it seven is. Seven suns, seven moons. Seven suns <laughs> and seven moons from now. We will be back with some more dynamite talk. Until then, this has been the Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast, pwplanet.com, Big Vito T, the brand, and we are out. The Elite. That's what I'm talking about.